6K to 40K was my best small account run ever. And inside this video, I want to tell you exactly what you should be doing if you have a small account and you want to trade options this year. I've broken down how I've done this into a simple nine-step framework, which you can see right here. We're going to be talking about inside this video mindset, accounts you should go with, order types, stock choice, your option of choice, your budget, the scanner you should use for stocks, the option strategies, entry and exit tactics, and more. So subscribe and like if you want to take your trading to the next level this year. We're helping people go full-time in trading through education consistently. So hopefully you'll be one of them. But this is exactly what you need to understand when you put money into an account. We have something called the leverage ladder, which I have basically coined recently. And this is where you can go down each ring of the ladder and add more leverage. Leverage is basically risk in the trade, the ability for you to lose more money because there's more leverage. So obviously paper has a zero leverage. It's not real money. So it's the best place traders should start. So if you have a small account, you're likely to blow it up, making a lot of mistakes, trying to figure out the markets like we all do. The best way to learn those mistakes is with fake money. So if you're going down the ladder and you don't start with paper, you're just going to be risking your own money every single day. So if you do have success on paper, you can graduate to just stock. This is where you're trading stock and selling options possibly. So if you can have success there, you add more leverage and you can do credit and debit spreads, which we'll talk about inside this video because they're game changing. And then lastly, you can finally move on to the last ring, which everybody starts out on long calls and long puts. And there's levels to this which you need to master to succeed. Basically, if you can swing trade 30 day out options with success, well, you can move on to the next one. Day trading, five to 20 day out options. And then lastly, scalping, zero to five day out options. If you do not master every ring of this leverage ladder, your account is majorly at risk. So know that before you go into the nine steps we're gonna talk about today. You have to master at least a couple levels of the leverage ladder before jumping into scalping zero day options. Please, and I know you wanna do it, you don't need to do it yet. So mindset, first things first, if you have a thousand bucks, you're likely not to quit your job with it. Let's just get that out there so we don't really put false hopes on the internet. A thousand bucks is not gonna replace $80,000 of income. You might be able to turn 1K into 80K if you get super lucky and it'll only happen once in your trading career. So hold on to that account and make sure you do not think that's gonna happen again. So the money is just gonna be used to gauge if we're winning or losing. But if we have a thousand bucks, it's likely to go to zero. It's likely to go back down a lot because we're learning. The tuition you pay along the way doesn't have to be a lot. So using a small account is good for learning, but it's only a learning account. You know, you're just trying to figure out what's working. And then when you find what's working, then you can start adding more money to the account. So all we have to do is not dwell on money, but dwell on control. And using these nine steps is how we do that. Choosing the right account, choosing the right option, stock, choosing the right budget, all that stuff. We control what we can control. The uncontrollables, those are stuff that is gonna make it tough for us, but we can only focus on the things in those nine steps. Lastly, don't risk money you don't need. That's pretty obvious, everyone says that all the time, but we seem to forget it when people start out with their first account being $30,000. They probably need that money, especially in a recession. So real quick, grab our free options mastery course on our website, marketmovesmat.com. It's a 10 video course, pretty short. You can do it in under 15 minutes and it'll help you understand everything options. So first things first with platforms, 
to get started with success, you have to be on the right platform. So let's talk about the pros and cons of Robinhood, Webull, and Think or Swim. Because if you start off with the wrong one, you're gonna end up losing more money, you're gonna end up giving a lot more to the brokerage because of entry and exits, and it's gonna cost you thousands and thousands of dollars just in a small account and hundreds of thousands of dollars years and years from now. So the execution time is key. So if you are scalping or day trading or even swing trading, and it takes you five minutes to get filled or even 30 seconds to get filled, that is money that is piling up and could be in your account. So let's say you lose 10 bucks every trade because you get in and out slowly. Over the long run of 10 years, that is so much money. And Robinhood is super slow. So we get it a one thumbs up. It's actually a thumbs down. <laughs> Should be a thumbs down. The platforms I like are Thinkorswim, Tastyworks, and TradeStation. Those have five thumb ups <laughs> for execution time. Super fast, super simple for new traders to get in and out. Real simple. You just gotta hit limit. You gotta go between the bid and the ask and try to enter. You could also adjust it, cancel, replace to get filled quickly. Entry and exit tactics are super important for new traders. You have to have a way to get filled quick. And if you don't know how to get filled, you can lose money in major ways, especially with options. And then lastly, Webull, good execution times, honestly. Not bad to get filled and not too confusing for the platform. So we give it four, four thumbs up. Next thing is the, where is it? Next thing you hear is the cost. So you gotta figure out what you're paying every trade because that can add up too. You know, if you have a $100 account and you buy a $10 option, you're likely to pay a dollar to get filled and a dollar to close it. So two bucks on that $10 option is a 20% loss. So you can't be losing 20% of your account every trade with fees. So if you have an account under $500, you gotta be careful going with the brokerages that cost money. Execution time, that's gonna suck if you go on the free platforms, but if you have under 500 bucks, it might be best because the options you can afford, you, you're gonna be buying ones that are 10 to 15 bucks. So the cost per contract, if you're on Thinkorswim or TradeStation or Tastyworks, those can really lower the, the profits, really take your account down in the long run. So the accounts that are the best for small accounts are gonna be the top two, but execution times will ruin you. And then the opposites down here, execution times will make you so much better in the long run, but that money you pay to get in and out will hurt your small account in the short run. So now, if you're trying to get into a trade, how should you set it up? And this is something not many traders understand before they get started. OCO order, it's one cancels the other. So this is where you enter a trade for spy calls and then you have your stop loss and your profit zone in at the same exact time. This allows you to set it and forget it basically. Most new traders, unfortunately, what they end up doing is getting into a trade with manual entries and exits. So they have to get out for a stop loss if it hits 50% or 30% and get out for a profit if it hits 30 or 50%. But they're on the slow platforms like Robinhood and Webull. So what's the chance of you getting out at that exact price level at that exact time? Very small because those platforms are slow. And then the stop loss portion, what's the chance of you respecting a stop loss as a new trader? Very small. 
So the way we get around that and survive as a new trader is go to Thinkorswim or Webull and use OCO. So this helps us set it and forget it. So basically, if you enter a scalp trade or a day trade or a swing trade, you go to a meeting, you sleep in while the market's open, or maybe you can't get out quick enough, these orders will help you get filled at the levels you want without you having to do anything. And the best thing is you can adjust them as, they, as the market runs. Let's say, for example, your profit is at 30% in a trade. Your stop loss is at 50% of your entry. You can move the stop loss up to your break-even point, and now the trade theoretically won't lose you money. So it really helps having an OCO plan and a way to utilize those because it can help you respect stop losses and let winners run. Um, it can help you have a trailing stop so you don't lose as much as you would have if you just had one stop in or no stops in. And now we move on to how to choose stocks and how to choose options. So there's ways I have this criteria of choosing it that are great for small accounts. So the problem is most people want to trade the most volatile things because they see it on the news. You know, Tesla, it's going up a lot. It's going down a lot. You want to trade that with your small account, but it's not possible. Tesla options are two to $500. So one option would be your whole account, and that's a terrible trading strategy. So how do we get to a place where one option is only 5% of our account? That's the key. And here's the criteria I use for that. The volatility, when we look at the stock, these are the two stock criterias. Volatility needs to be 20 to 40%. So that would be dividend stocks, basically, stocks that are boring. But if they do move, they print a ton for people that are trading them or holding them. The price of those dividend stocks typically are 15 to 25 bucks. So very, very small accounts. You can't be trading things over $30 or $50 especially with high volatility. It'll cost your whole account to get into the trade, which I'll show you in a second. And the expiration date, you know, when we go to choose the option, here's the criteria I use. Five to 15 days out. You know, if I'm brand new to swing trading or if I'm brand new to scalping, five to 15 days out. This allows you to not get ruined by time decay because your theta to premium ratio needs to be about 10%. And we'll show you the example of this in a second. And your delta to theta ratio needs to be two to one. And this is very important if you want to pick the right options. Everybody watches my videos on the internet that say how to pick the right options. It's probably some of my most watched videos. People don't really know which options to pick and how to pick them safely. Just those two criterias can help you eliminate a lot of crap options and get the ones that give you the best chance to succeed. So one to two strikes out, five to 15 days, and then using those ratios. Now, let's just real quick roll on to Robinhood here, and I'll show you just a couple examples. Number one is Palantir. So Palantir has insanely high IV. If I go 10 days out, which is the 13th, this is $24, and the price of the stock is six bucks. $24 strike or premium for a $6 stock. That's insane. And if I go to the implied volatility, I can see it's 70%. That's exactly the reason why those options are so expensive. And here's how you can start eliminating these options and not buying them. Check your delta to theta ratio, and then check your theta to premium ratio. And let's calculate those really quick. So over here, we could see delta is 44 bucks. 
and the theta is a dollar. So that is actually a good delta to theta ratio. So that would also meet the criteria I just pointed out, which is one to two strikes out. I don't go more than two strikes out, and I'll show you why. But if I check the premium here, it's $24. Theta is about 1.4. That's about a 7% loss a day. So that's under 10%. 10%, anything above that, a little too risky to swing. Still, it's risky to scalp too. If you were to go to the $7 strike, just two strikes out of the money for a call on Palantir, well, now we have our delta to theta ratio still within reason there. It's 22 to 1, so 22. And then our theta is $1 loss a day, and our price of the option is 9. So that's a 10% plus loss a day. And so you're losing $10 per day on a 10 or $1 a day on a $10 option. You can see why it's dangerous. And this is because IV. So I would not be touching Palantir with a small account because options are inflated. IV is high. And that, that means your time decay is way too aggressive. If I go to an option that is a dividend play, has lower IV, like AT&T, we'll go 10 days out for this option and show you the difference. So if I go 10 days out, on AT&T, we can see the first option out of the money is eight bucks. So we could actually be buying in the money options with a small account for $27. And if I go down here, let's just check if it's a reasonable option to buy. Theta is $1 a day loss on 27 bucks. So it's not a lot at all. And then Delta is 60. So the Delta to Theta ratio is insane. Even you know out of the money here, um, Barely a dollar loss, but again, it's a little too risky when you go under 10 bucks for options. Now, let's go to one more here. Let's just go to Verizon and let's start showing you why it's dangerous when you go over that 20 buck rule. So Verizon is $39 and these options are trading at 40 at the money. So as an options trader with a small account, in the money, 10 day out options are the goal. You'll only find that with stocks that are under 20 bucks. Another stock that is insanely volatile is Neo. Um, that's under that's under, I think, 11 bucks at this point. Um, but 40 dollars is still a lot of money for a 500 account. So now let's move on to the next step. So the budget. So the thing we want to do when we budget is we're going for stocks with IV less than 20 or less than 40. I mean, 50, 40, all those numbers. If we get over those, it starts getting dangerous, but you could go 10%, 5% of the account. It's up to you. You have to figure out what you're comfortable with, not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice, but I wanna use multiple contracts, and this is the key. Not many people understand that when you have a, an entry point in a trade, there's probably gonna be multiple places to exit. And the only way for you to stay profitable as a trader is to scale out of plays, out of winning plays slowly, and then let winners run if, if they end up running. But some of my plays in a choppy market, they don't hit my biggest profit zones. So my profit zones are 30, 50, and 100%. 30, 50, and 100% for swing trading, sometimes for scalping. If I only held till 100%, I probably only have a 5% win rate because hitting 100% winners is not easy. So what I do is I let the trade 
pay me and scale out with multiple contracts. So if it hits 30%, take one contract off or three or four. Depends on how aggressive the move is, how, how much of an outside day we're in. This is kind of how we did figure out um, our method. So this is always something personal. You're scaling out criteria. So if we were to use this criteria, this is kind of what it would look like. 10% of our account is 50 bucks. If we did uh, per trade, it'd be 25 to 75 bucks. And then if we did per contract, basically you scale out and you have a couple contracts. Five contracts, you could do it five bucks. Five or 10 contracts, you could do it five bucks. Um, if you had $25 options, you could do two. You could do the math. If you had $10 contracts, you could do five. So the criteria is try to hit three. So divide 50 by three, that's about 15 bucks. So if you can have an option around 15 bucks, that's ideal. And that's kind of what I was showing you with AT&T. You know, kind of met that criteria. And now we have stocks that we want to find between 20 and $5. All we can do now is go to trading view and open up their scanner or screener, which is totally free and just put in two criteria. It's so simple. You go last five to 20 and volatility for the week five. Um, that's just a number that I found met my criteria for a lot of things. And you're listed with a hundred stocks or hundreds of stocks you can use. So all of these stocks will meet your criteria of being tradable. And let's show you real quick how to put that in because I know it can be confusing as we start applying stuff. So stock screener right here, what I wanna do is open up the filters and what we can do is start reducing some of these other things I have. And we're gonna add volatility week and you could just do price here. Let's do price below 20. And then just look up the volatility week here above five. We actually have 5,000 stocks here. So what I wanna do again is just go high to low. We just wanna see the stocks that have the highest price. Um, <laughs> these are in the 400s. I don't think I hit that right. So price is below 20. We enter that and then volatility, we'll put that in again, is above five. Yeah, we still have 3,000 stocks here. So a lot of stocks. And then we'll sort from low, high to low. And all of these should give you reasonable options. Um, the key is you wanna just use platforms that can scan for optionable. It's not possible here, but if you want ones that only have options, you'll either have to manually check or use something like Thinkorswim, which has a, a scan criteria for optionable. But a lot of these stocks I've never heard of, and it might be tough to have an option chain on them. Like Array, I know that one has options. Save, let's just check out Save Airlines. So what are we looking for? 15 bucks at the money, or even you know 25 bucks in the money, 10 days out. So I go here for Save, and these options, 54 bucks, 34 bucks, 20 bucks, those are pretty large. And out of the money options here, they have a good delta to theta ratio, great delta to theta. Option decays 10% a day, and that's the $20 option. 
these might have earnings coming up, which is something we need to watch out for. But this is something that's right about $20 and has a very liquid option chain. The way you can tell is because there's some open interest in volume. Um, save not really a lot, but there's three in 200. But if you click the option, what you want to see is if it has a, a bid ask that is tight. And this actually is not tight at all. So this actually is not liquid. This is 11 and 21. So this is where you lose a lot of money as a trader. Because if you got in at 11, or you got in, let's say, at 21, that's where you, have to, where you have to buy it to get in quickly, you'd have to sell this thing at 11. So you'd lose 50% of your trade just from entry and exits. So again, not liquid. Let's try to scan down and just see if we find any that are liquid. You can do scans that already show this stuff. Um, even barchart.com is a great scanner that can add liquidity and optionable in. Um, Vera Therapeutics, very volatile. I think I have the volatility. We want the volatility below five. Let's try below five. And now we drop our scans in half there. So 1400 now. So these are gonna be lower volatility options or stocks. So TripAdvisor, that one's not gonna be liquid, but I wanna see if it's within our budget. So I just wanna find something under 20 bucks in the budget. So 10 days out, I go to the option chain. So 33 bucks at the money and then 13 bucks one strike out. It's not terrible. We have no volume. We have four, four volume. That's not great. If I hit the puts, you could see it's 54 bucks and 35. So not great. But again, getting close. We're getting options consistently under 50 bucks, but the vol volume is not there for us to easily get filled in and out. So we need volume to save money to make money. If you don't have volume, you're going to be an uphill battle the whole time trading. So the last thing we can do with the option strategies and the choices before we get on to entry and exit tactics, which you won't want to miss. So at the end of the video, we're going to go over entry and exit tricks that I've been learning and studying for the past five to 10 years. So I'm going to give you all that knowledge after option strategies, but debit spreads and credit spreads are key. So I just want to talk about why. Um, back in the day, Tesla was a thousand dollars, believe it or not. Options cost 2,600. And so if you do a debit spread, which is the same exact thing as a long call, you're bullish on Tesla. You make money if Tesla goes up. Um, you can make, uh, could be twice as much. You could double your account with that option. You can't 10x it like a, a, a typical option, a little bit safer, a little less profit, but it's better for beginners. And you have here 2,600 bucks for an option. And the cost of a debit spread is 235. So you lower the cost to get into a Tesla long option by uh, 90%. So you're paying a lot less to trade Tesla now. So debit spreads, those are where you want the stock to go in the direction. So if you buy calls, it goes. you want the stock to go up. If you buy puts, you want the stock to go down. Credit spreads are opposite stuff. So that's where instead of buying the more expensive one, we sell it. And this has a very high win rate in our Discord right now. We're looking at, we've been doing this for about three months. We're looking at about a 90% win rate just on spreads. So you can see right here, 19 winners, two losers, 
just from nailing spread trades. And when you ever selling an option that is more expensive, you have the ability to take advantage of that massive time decay. So for the traders out there that aren't afraid of selling options and taking the less impressive route where you're not 10xing your account, you might double it in one or two months, but you're not 10xing it. If you go this route, you'll have a lot less headaches and you could have a lot more winners in the future. And we'll show you we'll show you why, but you can see right here the credit's 235. So you can sell options on Tesla, make 200 bucks. You can buy options on Tesla, it would cost you that $235 with a debit spread. And real quick, I'm going to go to optionsstrat.com and just show you an example of one other play that's very common for selling options. It's called the iron butterfly. And one trader inside our trading group pointed this out and it seems legendary. So Tesla right now is at 105. It's fallen off a cliff. If for the month of Tesla, you wanted to play a sideways move, you thought we we're going sideways on Tesla, you could, let's say we go to 90 and 120. Let's try to get something a little cheaper. 100 and then 110. So the way this works, the iron butterfly is you wanna pin the stock at the price it is now, or you can try to pin it at a higher price or lower price. But the idea is the cost to get into the trade um, is not a lot. So it says net credit is 445. That means the amount you could make from this trade is $445 and that's where you would want Tesla to literally just trade sideways and decay. The more it decays, the more money you make. I can show you it from this table too. And as you can see, yeah, there we go. So if we're at 105 and we're on the 3rd of January, if 10 days later we're still at 105, you make 5% return on your 445 bucks. 5% of that is 20 bucks. If you make it another 10 days or seven days, you make 95 more percent of, of that collected credit if we trade sideways. So it really speeds up last 20-ish uh, days. And that's where selling butterflies can be incredible because that volatility is dropping, the time decay is insane. And again, the most you can lose in this trade is 55 bucks you can make 445. So this is a lot of stuff in here. Most people are too afraid to start learning, but your small account of $500, you might be able to double it in one trade if Tesla just trades sideways. And you can even just do this weekly. If, if you're too impatient to put this on monthly, Tesla, if this thing traded sideways just this week, let's say we stay between 101 and 109, you risk 50 bucks to make 340. So insane risk to reward again, just because you're taking advantage of time decay and you're having two credit spreads now instead of one. So you have more possible profit in this trade. So there's massive potential in option strategies if you understand them. Now you don't wanna miss this part because we're gonna go through entry and exit strategies. I'm gonna tell you when to enter, the best trades, what to look for, and which indicators to use. 
The key to trading is finding a trend. Without a doubt, finding a trend is the number one way to make money. Things that are moving consistently give you the best risk to reward. Those are the days where our zero day options go a thousand percent. So how do we spot that? We're gonna go over that. Next, how do we enter that on consolidation? So if something is moving a lot, let's say it's breaking out, you don't wanna take it on the pop. You wanna take it where it starts going, chop, 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 boom. You nail an entry on a pullback and you get in for the next leg up. If you miss the move, you miss the move. We can only enter on consolidation. It's very tough to enter on those runs mid-run. That's where I've just not had a success long-term. And we're looking for multiple points of confirmation. Three can be great. I mean, even two is good. If you can get like two indicators to line up, that's a minimum. Three can get a little crazy trying to have all those hit all the time, but um, not a bad idea. So if you wanna text this number, I give out a free watch list every Monday. I just tell you what I'm trading inside our trading group and you can see what we're trying to scalp. So every Monday, I'll text it to you totally for free. Just text this number and say, hey, I want that. I want the watch list. Lastly, entry and exits with indicators. Let's show you what that looks like. Number one, the market mover indicators. Number one for me, I love the indicator. I'll show you it for a second. And number two is the ripster cloud. So we can have a slow cloud and a fast cloud. Two clouds, two extra confirmation pieces. So all I wanna see on this is a run and I wanna see a pullback. So here's a run, here's a pullback to the cloud. Here's a run, here's a pullback to the cloud. So we can pull back to the green cloud or we can pull back to the blue cloud. So your confirmation pieces can start with clouds. So cloud pullback, bottom of the green, bottom of the blue, or when you pop back over the cloud. Your other confirmation pieces can go to candlesticks. They can go to dojis, hammers, engulfing candles. Because once you hit these pullbacks, there's going to be a, a key candle that shows up that's going to be a great confirmation piece to get in. And unless you get that candle, you're getting in a little bit at a riskier place. So here's an example. So here's consolidation. We run up, run up, run up, sideways, 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 and we pop and drop back. What we see here is a key hammer after this pullback. Pullback, hammer. What do we see after this bottom? Engulfing candle. So if you're a trader that wants to grab the pullback entry, you could just wait for these dojis to have a breakout candle. So that's what happens on this one here. So the two examples of key candles that you could be using. You could also grab all of our books, which have 69 killer setups that I've traded for the last 10 years in the markets. You can see what I like in those four books, as well as my stock market mistakes to get on top of your mental game. And now you have patterns. So you can get in on consolidation with a flag. You can use an apex, you can use a wedge, but these triangle setups produce this apex where you know we're gonna move and it's gonna be a lot bigger because the more we consolidate, the bigger the move typically is. And then here's another one, wedges. We saw a lot of these today in the market. Wedges are where you pull back, and you make a downward triangle. So upward triangles, downward triangles, they have apexes. And you break out from the apex, that's a confirmation piece. So narrowing them all together, let's put them all there for you. We have key candles, dojis, engulfing candles, hammers. You have key patterns. Triangles are number one for me and wedges. And lastly, indicators. You got the market mover, which is my indicator. It comes with all 
of our stuff inside our trading group. And we have a ripster clouds. Slow and fast clouds can provide entry points. You align two of those together, three of those together, that's how you enter trades. And the idea is you want to see the stock breaking out from yesterday's high or low. A trending day will be moving past the previous day's level. If you're scalping, day trading, or swinging, and you want to maximize profits, you got to be in those days, and you have to be able to recognize them. So trending days are key. So that's all I got today. If you want to subscribe and like, we'll be putting out content twice a week to help you be the best trader you can be. Lastly, I'll put up last year's small account video to the right of me with some tips and tricks that should help you in the markets. Feel free to click that small accounts. Best way to start, a lot lower risk. I mean, the process of learning is so valuable. So congratulations for getting on that journey. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.